Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Paraconnection Podcast. You're here with Shuler and Nate. Before we get the podcast rolling out, we have a quick update to share regarding the team, and that is Kaylee and Andy are no longer a part of the team anymore. They've had other obligations pop up. So farewell to them, and we wish them all the best. Moving forward, you'll have myself, Nate, and Ryan continuing the podcast and investigations and all the other fun things that we're going to have involving PILT Paranormal. So with that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the podcast. We have a special guest joining us tonight. Her name is Kara Rays, and she's going to be sharing some awesome stories with us from her childhood all the way up to her adulthood, and even some supernatural paranormal beliefs. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get this podcast started and talk to Kara. All right, we got Kara on the line. Kara, are you there? I am. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Doing good. Doing good. Got myself, Shula, here and Nate on the line. All right. Hi. <laughs> so, Kara, if you don't mind, let's go ahead and jump into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself regarding the paranormal, how you got into it, you know, what you do, all that good stuff. Where can we start? Um. Yeah, so, I, so I'm kind of uh, your, your typical suburban mom at this point you know i i'm 28 i have a four-year-old i'm a project manager for a cinematography company and i edit video too but um when it comes down to like the paranormal stuff i've been i've been into that pretty much since i was a kid since i can ever remember um because my my first experiences started off with me seeing angels outside of my bedroom when i was three years old and just kind of feeling them everywhere and just, I don't know, kind of protecting me. But as I got older, kind of realizing, like, this probably isn't normal that I can see things or hear things or, you know, feel that things are there that other people can't see. You know, so um, as I've gotten older, I, you know, I go out on ghost hunts every once in a while, my little sister and I, um, when the weather's going to get, when the weather's nicer, we like to go out and just walk through cemeteries and see what we can find. Um, but I don't, I don't really do anything like super official. I just, it's more just me kind of messing around to see like, okay, what can I, what can I find? What's out there? So, yeah. (laughs) No, that's totally fine. Yeah. When it comes to doing things like that, Kara, it's, it's good to be able to get that exposure and the experience. I mean, me personally, I've been doing the whole paranormal shebang since 2011 and that's exactly how it started was a group of my friends from high school. We got together during the weekends and we went out to cemeteries. Fortunately for us, we live in the city, um, towards the city of Indianapolis and in Indiana. And we had an old abandoned insane asylum, mental institution. And we had that as kind of like our little startup playground when it comes to the paranormal. And of course, throughout Indiana, we've had uh, covered bridges that we could go to and old farmhouses and all that fun stuff so we had a lot of exposure with that as well so just getting out there and experiencing you know whatever may or may not be out there that is a great way to kind of touch base with it and that's cool that you and your little sister can do that have you guys had any luck by chance yeah uh so the most recent one was um there's a memorial memorial gardens and it's you know, we're just kind of like, okay, well, somebody said there might be something there. It's a memorial gardens. And um, while we were out there, it's like 2.30 in the morning. And we ended up finding 
this little area that's kind of set back a little bit further and we're like, okay, this, this feels a little bit better. Let's go ahead and sit here and start asking some questions. And so I turned on the recorder on my phone, the voice recorder on my phone. And as we're walking around, I'm saying like, is there anybody here? You know, we just want to know, you know, if you, if you're okay, like just, just little questions like that, just introducing ourselves and stuff. And as we're walking around, all of a sudden this light, it was like a solar powered light. It just turned on and it hadn't been on since we'd been there. And we've been sitting there for a good, like 45 minutes. Wow. And I'm like, that seems kind of strange. And so I looked over and it turned off again. And I was like, shy, we gotta, we gotta go over here and check it out. So we start walking closer and I'm just like getting goosebumps. I'm like, something feels off here. And as soon as we get over, it just, it turns off. And it turns back on again. It keeps going. It did this like three or four times. <laughs> wow. I'm sitting here like, okay, this is not like it's solar powered. It's either gonna run out of power or it's or it's fine. You know, so I asked on the on the voice recorder, I said, Was that you that just turned on that light? And very, very faintly you can just hear a whisper saying, Yeah, it was me. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like we like we, we, we just drove back up the road and like we, we sat in my driveway and we turned it on in my car and like plugged it plugged the phone into my car so I could actually listen to it and turn it all the way up. And we're sitting there just like, Okay, this really happened, like this is really a thing right now. Yeah, that that was kind of the trippy point, but <laughs> I would say, yeah, I care with that. That's like you're getting intelligent responses through your devices, and then clearly you're getting that disembodied voice where you can understand words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that was that was a little weird. I don't know because I you, you just don't you just don't expect to actually hear anything, especially in like a memorial garden civil place. Like it's not a real cemetery, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> Probably, probably the most interesting um, experience that I've had most recently was um, there's an area that's kind of like, so we have like East Town where like the hippies kind of hang out and then there's downtown where downtown people hang out and there's an area kind of in between. And my friend Dave used to live over there. Um, he passed away about two and a half years ago, but there are still people that, you know, we're all friends with that live in his house. So. Mm. There was one point that we ended up going over to the house. The house had just gotten condemned. The people had, you know, a, it was like the last day that they could stay in there to pack up their stuff and get out. And we had found out that Dave's old roommate had killed himself. He hanged himself in the stairwell. Wow. And so, yeah, so it was, it was kind of heavy. So my friend Alicia lives right over she's literally two houses down the street from where dave lives and there's also a cemetery right there you can literally walk over to it in like two seconds it's right there and so the last day that um people could be in the house legally before they had to give up the the property um alicia and i went in there and i had never actually stepped foot in the house i dropped dave off there several times but it was always late at night and I'm like, I just want to go home and go to bed. The bar has been too much for me, you know? And so I walked in the house for the first time. And this was kind of where like my empath uh, sensitive tingles started like kicking in. And so we walk in and there's a room off to the right. 
And I just look over and all I see is my friend Dave hanging out on the bed that's in this room. And of course I'm like, he just died like two years ago. Wow. How would he even be there? And I'm just trying to wrap my mind around this because Dave, I always joke that um, that he is the reason that I have a son. Because he introduced me to my son's dad and he would always call me... He'd always call me up and be like, how's my boy doing? And I'm like, hey, <laughs> it's not your kid. He's like, yeah, it might as well be. So, <laughs> so That's great. I just had an extra connection with him. I didn't expect to just see him again all of a sudden. And so I started walking over towards the bedroom, and it was just a whole hot mess because the roommates just trashed the house, didn't pay any of the bills, like mm. nothing was right. And I went to go pick up this little tortoiseshell that I actually have in my room right now. And... Dave just suddenly like appeared over by the kitchen and he's in there like he was kind of a he's kind of a greaser kind of a guy like he slicked back here and had his like cuffed up jeans and his white t-shirt <laughs> and he's leaning up against the entrance of the kitchen and has his hands in his pockets and I'm like about in tears and all I can hear like I couldn't physically hear him like actually hear him but it was more in my head he was kind of telling me he's like you need to not cry like I'm fine. I don't know what the fuck everybody's freaking out about because I'm not a pain anymore. Like, I'm not addicted to heroin anymore. Like, I'm good. And I just had to sit there and I looked at Alicia and I was like, where was his bedroom? She's like, it's it's that room right there. And I'm like, seriously? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Hmm. And so we're still looking around and then... As we're walking out, I asked her, I'm like, where did, because Dave, Dave had died of an overdose on heroin, and I asked her, I'm like, where did they find his body? And she said, well, he was in his bed. And as she's saying that, Dave just kind of appears on his bed and just, like, kind of waves goodbye to me and lays down and disappears. Wow. Huh. And, yeah, so that's, and that's, <laughs> that's just the beginning of that. And I... I kind of had to take that in. You know, we, we left the house, and this is literally, like, three days after Jim, his old roommate, had hanged himself in the stairwell of this house. And so Alicia and I walked back over to her place, and a few of our friends were over there. It was her boyfriend, Chucky, and then my, um, our friend, Mike. They all show up, and I go up to Mike, because Mike was like a brother to me and a brother to Dave, and I just explained to him what I had just seen. And... It, I guess it kind of gave us both a little bit of closure, but we're all outside having a cigarette, and I look over towards the cemetery, and I just see this... At first, I thought it was like a tree, kind of like swaying in the breeze. It's like 3 in the morning. It's super late. And I'm looking over there, and all of a sudden, I realize that's not a bush. It looked like a figure, like standing behind like one of those like telephone poles. Oh. Just kind of like darting out back and forth, and I start walking over, and everybody's like, Kara, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, there's something over there. They're like, you're the fuck, there's a cemetery. Don't go over there. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, there's something there. I have to see what it is. And as I'm getting closer, like, I just feel this immense sadness. And just like, just regret and grief. And I get closer, and I'm starting to realize, okay, this is Jim's spirit hanging out and he doesn't know if he's welcome he feels like he's not allowed to be back in that house mm -hmm. so it's kind of i don't know it, it was kind of like a closure moment for me seeing dave but it was also very like sobering seeing jim's spirit just like holding on it's like i don't know what to do like it was like he was like left in limbo or something yeah 
Wow. Yeah, Kara, that that's really taking a step back and looking at looking at life and passing in a whole nother perspective. I mean, you have two friends here, two people that are connected to each other along with yourself that you're seeing and that are clearly intelligently still existing. You know, and I mean mm-hmm. that just I have a lot of questions, but I'm going to let Nate kind of jump in real quick, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll jump in after, because I don't want to over-talk here. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, Nate. for sure. <laughs> so, have you ever experienced seeing any other physical form spirits yeah. other than those two individuals? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what would have been, like, other than other than what had happened... Um, seeing uh, both of your your friends, um, what I guess what was there anything more sinister that you've uh, experienced with the physical yes. form? Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. Um, so I had I, I think I told you guys earlier that I had a, a spirit that kind of lived in my apartment, and I, I feel like I may have gotten rid of it, but I'm not sure. Um. So this is, this is very, very recent, the past, like, month or two ago. Um, so I I honestly feel like I may have invited this in. My room is pretty creepy. It's covered in, like, dead shit everywhere. And <laughs> there's, like, bugs and bats and skulls and all the fun things. Very gothic chic, kind of. Um, so I, I was laying in bed one night, and... Gosh, I'm trying to, well, I'm trying to pinpoint the first experience that I had with this, because it, it wasn't when I was laying, but um, I just, I kept seeing, like, glimpses of something dark, like, out of the corner of my eye, you know, like, how, like, shadow people like to be like, hey, I'm here, just kidding, I'm not. Yeah. You know, like, fuck with you. So, I'm like, okay, all right, I see that you're here. I notice you. And so, there's, there's one point where I was laying in bed, and I could not decipher if this was a dream or not, but... I, it was weird because, like, I felt like I had woken up, and I just looked over, and I had this giant mirror at the foot of my bed, and I couldn't tell if it was my reflection that I was staring at, like the moonlight, or if it was something, like, actually there, like the silhouette of something else. And as I'm, like, kind of, like, clearing my eyes, just, like, focusing, it also just charged at me, and next thing I know, and this is, I know that I was awake for this part because I was on the floor in between my bed and my dresser. Oh. And I don't know what it was. It was very... <laughs> it was a little scary, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, and I like I, I mentioned it to my roommate, and he just kind of looks at me. I'm like, oh, God, he thinks I'm crazy. And I was like, you got to say something, dude. He's like, no, I... Because I have a dog. He's like, your dog, every time you're gone, or every time you've been gone at night lately the dog would walk past my door and just like poke his nose through the crack of the door and then just growl like everything just raised the haunt just raised everything just growling like super fierce like there's something in my room hmm. and i'm like okay maybe this might be real um <laughs> probably wow. probably the worst experience that i've had with and of course i say worse like that wasn't bad Um, so I used to live out in New Mexico and there was this girl, I don't want to give her real name because she and I aren't friends anymore. Um, I'll call her, I'll call her Elle. 
Okay. So. Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, she was dating one of my other friends that's how I met her, and they started trying to tell me stories about how Elle was possessed, and I'm like, okay, like that's a joke because is possession even real? Like you see all like the the videos of like crazy fake possessions out in like Mexico and like they're trying to scare people into Christianity, right? Yeah. So. They start telling me about it. She's like, no, like, I've tried stabbing my parents in the middle of the night because I've been possessed. And, you know, my boyfriend has tried, like, putting his cross on me because he's Catholic and it's burned into my skin. But when I come out of it, it doesn't leave marks. And I'm like, you're just yanking my chain right now. Like, this is not real. So eventually I go to stay with her at her parents' house. And come to find out, she named the demon. And of course, I'm like, I don't care if you're possessed or not. You don't name it. No. Don't get attached to that shit. That's <laughs> yeah. wrong. You know, like. <laughs> so, of course, I'm a little, I'm a little weird at that point. And so we would make these little like ice cream ones. Like I, we crashed, I crashed over there for like a week because I, I lived in New Mexico, and I was visiting and hanging out with her. So we'd make little ice cream runs in the middle of the night, and we would have to like turn off the hallway light while we were in the kitchen so her parents wouldn't wake up. So, there's, she would never let me go by herself, and there's one point where she's like, well, I'm Skyping with this boy, and, like, I really need to talk to him. Just go get ice cream by yourself. You'll be fine. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, but you you keep talking about Georgia and how awful she is and how you think she hates me or something. She's like, mm, no, she hasn't done anything to you yet. You'll probably be fine. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow. So, so reassuring. <laughs> Yeah, she's kind of a brat. Um, <laughs> so I, I walk up to the kitchen and I'm getting my ice cream and uh, I just like, I walk over to her in the hall light and I turn around to turn off the kitchen light and I'm just like, something's not right here. My back feels very tingly. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then I turn around and there's somebody standing in front of me that definitely was not there before. And it was, it, it felt like I like, had the wind knocked out of me, just like a big gust of wind like hit me in the face or something. And I just kind of froze because there's this woman that's like maybe five and a half feet tall. She has black holes for eyes. Her jaw is just like broken off of the rest of her skull. And she's got this really long, tattered, nasty gray hair. And a really, it, it, I guess like what people kind of like talk about like, oh, it's the Blair Witch kind of a thing. It's like, uh. It, it was kind of a really strange experience, and I didn't know what to do. And I just in there panicking and like just I don't know. So I just kind of like ran around her. I'm like, okay, let's try to go. I don't know what to do. So I get to her room, and she asks me. She's like, "You look like you saw a ghost." I'm like, "Well, matter of fact." And she's like, "You did not see Georgia." And I was like, "This is what she looks like." She's like, "Oh, you saw Georgia." Wow. That's so intense. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, Kara, you, you described her to your roommate, to your friend at the time, and mm-hmm. it, you were on the tee to it about who she was describing. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it was just the creepiest image. And this was, this was about eight years ago. Okay. And it's just kind of burned into my head like just looking like even down to her dress it was like a weary a very like weird victorian something like i don't know some of the victorian dresses had like those like bibs yeah, um, yeah. Kind of. 
it had that, but everything, it just looked like it had a bunch of, like, moth holes eating through her dress, and just, I don't know, it was, it was really messed up. It was really messed up. Wow. With, with this entity, I have to ask, do you feel like it was attached to an object, the property, the, uh, a person, to you? Like, oh, it was definitely attached to the girl. Okay. Okay. Do you feel like it could jump from location or to person, or was it just a certain range that it could be around as long as it was close to, the, to your friend at the time? Now, see, it couldn't... From what I understood the way that she had talked about it, and I don't know if this was real or not but i mean it would it would follow her places but once she was in her parents house um i guess it mostly hung around this loft area that Mm. they had because um they i I guess they had like a priest come in and like do a blessing of the house or something and then they had somebody else come in and stage it and all these other things and i guess they just couldn't get rid of the demon entirely Um, but I don't, I don't know. It was, you could tell that there was something off about her no matter where she went, wherever, wherever Elle went. And just kind of seeing like how she was around her parents' house. Like when she was there, she wasn't in law. She was fine. Hmm. She was a very different person. But it was like, as soon as she left the house, like everything changed. Hmm. Wow. Is there any, um... Any documented history of where this entity came from or how your friend at the time became possessed? Honestly, I have no idea because all I knew was that they just told us, or they just told me that, you know, this is what's going on with me. I have a demon and her name is Georgia. Wow. Georgia the demon. So they they for a fact believe it was a demonic, non-human entity, not just some cranky old woman that was just angry from years back. Right. Well, and what they what she would explain it as like Georgia would just take over her body. Gotcha. So that's kind of what I had gathered from it. Well, and it also didn't help either that when you give a name to something, that you're basically just taking ownership of that, and right. now you're 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 basically allowing them to exist. So. Yep. When you said that she gave it a name, I was just like, well, there you go. I mean, that's kind of the end of that one. <laughs> yeah, you're scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say real quick, I have read in theories and um, other exorcisms that's actually been performed you know, throughout the world that when you're trying mm-hmm. to cleanse your home or a person, you do have the right, and it is smart to actually command the demon to say its real name so you yeah. know what it is. And you know to fight, you know what to fight back with, or what you're fighting. But right. to give it a personal name, like you know Georgia or whatever Carl or anything that you feel is okay to give, <laughs> that's not good. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of right. giving it like a pet name, like hey, you can be my friend, you can stick around. But commanding its real name to fight back, I've seen that as a theory that you could actually use to defeat it and push it back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard that too. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how, in a sense, the whole naming process is kind of the same, but it's a little different. Yeah. It's all about intention, yeah. I guess. You know, are you trying to get yeah. rid of it, or are you trying to understand it and welcome it, if you will? Yeah. But, 
Yeah, that, that's really yeah. interesting. Like, wow, Carrie, you, you've been through a couple things. You've seen a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a few. <laughs> you know, and even for people that aren't truly believing into the paranormal or the supernatural world, like, it's one thing for them to listen. It's one thing for even a person to share a story, but to actually experience this with your own eyes and you're not intoxicated, you're not sleep deprived, you're living the real world and it just happens. Like what else can you say other than, you know, spirits or yeah. the unknown? Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's, it's not a haunted house. You don't have a holographic Anim or an animatronic around you messing with you. This is real <laughs> life, you know. <laughs> You're living life. Yeah. It, it's something else. You know, um, really? going going back to your original story uh, with your with your friends that passed away in that home. Do you know of anything else regarding that home, such as history or people passing mm -hmm. away, or is it just the two of them by chance? I do. Um, so the house was originally built in I believe it was the early 1900s um, if I remember that correctly and there was it, it was originally owned and it could be I could be mistaken but this is what I've been told it was originally owned by a father and his two young daughters and he was very abusive to the girls and would lock them up in the basement if they didn't behave and just your typical shitty dad thing to do. Yeah. I yeah. guess if you're a really, really <laughs> shitty dad. <laughs> um the 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 stories that I've heard from that is so like I said, my friend Alicia, she lives down the road, um, with her boyfriend Chucky. And they uh so Chucky would go over to Dave's house when he was still alive and they would just kinda hang out and they drink a fifth of Jack and just enjoy the night and there was one night that uh chucky went over there and hung out ended up passing out on the couch and all of a sudden next thing he knew he got slapped in the face and then he got tugged off the couch what and wow yeah and of course he looks over dave's walking out of the bathroom and he's like dude what the fuck <laughs> he's like why are you why are you messing with me and dave's like i don't know what you're talking about why are you on the floor He's like, what do you mean why am, I on the, why am I on the floor? You put me here. He's like, dude, no, I didn't. And so at that point, they're like, well, this is not right. And so eventually, it was a little while later, um, Chucky, <laughs> Chucky went over to Dave's house again to try to go hang out, and he's knocking on the door. Dave was passed out, wasn't waking up, so he's like, all right, Sarah, I'm going to go back over to my place. And he starts walking, he gets to the sidewalk, and all of a sudden he just hears two little girls saying, please don't go. And he's like, uh, there's not two little girls over here. And he turns around, and Dave's like, Dave's at the door, and he's like, you hear that shit? And Chucky's like, yeah, uh, want to go to my place? Dave's like, yeah. <laughs> and they quit crying out and just left. Wow. But, That yeah. is insane. So, yeah, so we think that maybe Chucky got messed with by the dad or something, or I don't know, but they, I mean, when, when I was in that house um, and I saw Dave, I just remember feeling like when I was walking towards the back of the house, towards the entrance of the basement, and of course, I didn't know this at the time, and I just walked back and I just like felt this super negative energy, like everything felt very angry, and I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> 
I yeah. walked back out of the kitchen. That's yeah. Wow. So Kara, with that being said, I'm I'm over here just kind of brainstorming through everything. Um, and I'm trying to re- re- recollect some of the things you said earlier. There is a cemetery across the street, correct, from this home? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we have a cemetery, and we have an aggressive dad and two daughters that previously lived in this home. And mm-hmm. is it known if they passed away inside this home or on the property? Um, that I do not know. Okay. Although... I feel like they probably did. I feel like the dad, like, just the vibe that I kind of got off of it, I feel like the dad may have murdered the girls. Okay. But that's something that I would have to go back and do some more research on. But it's, it just, yeah, it feels like he may have taken something out on them. Like, maybe their their mom died or something and took it out on them or, I don't know. Okay. Never, uh- yeah. Along with that, has that cemetery been there for a long time or ever since the house has been there, do you know? Yeah, the cemetery has been there for a very long time. Um, I do know, because there, uh, there was one night that my that my sister and I were gonna try to go over there and just kind of like snoop around and see if we can get any EVPs or, you know, catch any like orbs or just something. And I had mentioned it to one of my friends and he's like, you should probably not do that. And I asked him why. He said, well, there's a covenant of witches that apparently go and practice there. Wow. And I'm like, I don't think any of that sounds good. So <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we ended up not going. <laughs> Man. Man, your, your town has a little bit of everything. It's like Halloween town. You know, you got ghosts yeah. and <laughs> witches. and. <laughs> I, I, it's great about this. There's a lot of everything. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. Wow, that is too cool. I mean, it's cool in the in the sense of the uniqueness, but I mean, if there's bad intentions, that's not the cool part. But <laughs> right, yeah. So like my my little sister is a witch, and she's still trying to kind of figure out where she wants to go with that. But I mean, yeah. she's it's honestly half the time she's doing like money spells, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll take some money spells. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. Uh, you can. You can yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Nate just raised his hand to be a guinea pig. Yeah, money spells. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, to, to throw all that in, though, for that one location, I mean, Kara, that seems like there there's a lot of possibilities that could be going on with that house. I mean, even mm-hmm. before, you know, your friend sadly passed away, hopefully there weren't any spiritual oppression or influences, you know, that could have got them to that point but with the history in the home of the aggressive the aggressive father and who knows who or what has been in that cemetery for all those years that's a lot of energy that's just untapped and not known all that well so i mean it's it's truly interesting i i personally would love to look into that you know just the entire area well hey if you guys want to you guys need a tour guide, I can definitely help you out with that. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think we found one right here, huh? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Man. Yeah, um, and there's there's a couple other areas in the Grand Rapids area that are known for being a little spooky. You know, like uh, we have the there's a veteran cemetery that has it's been rumored to have a lot of good activity. I've not been there yet. Um, we have the Ada Witch, and there's you know I feel like I feel like every state. Or every area of the state has some kind of version of their own like Hell's Bridge, 
kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. Um, so we we have one of those. <laughs> um, there's also the old uh, Bell Phone Company building that is uh, right downtown, and that area or that building is it, it was built over top of where there used to be a house. Um, oh, I've heard. And I can't remember the full story, but there was a there was a guy that he and his wife lived in the house that originally stood there and you would just hear them fighting, just screaming and fighting all the time. And then eventually, I guess one day he just got tired of it and he beat her to death with, with his wooden leg. Wow. Oh. So, yeah, so rumor has different. it that the people who work there in, in the Bell phone building now, um, they'll hear them arguing every once in a while or if you're walking past it at night, you can hear him beating her to death. Wow. So, yeah, and then the Heritage Hill area of Grand Rapids is just, that's yeah, the original cool. area of Grand Rapids, and it's yeah. super, super haunted, so. Wow. I have uh, my my two friends, um, him and his partner actually have a cottage up in Traverse City, Michigan, and so uh-huh. there's a, uh, there's a old hospital um, up there that um, at one point used to be um, a mental hospital and a TV hospital and yeah. they I've not had a chance to actually go through like a full on tour but um, you know there, being being Michigan and being you know there's a lot of there's a lot more history uh, when it comes to like landmarks and stuff there versus like Indianapolis where like a lot of stuff has been torn down um, right. it's it's very interesting because, like, as you talk about Grand Rapids, like, I even heard about that story about the um, Bell Building. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a strange story to kind of be like, oh, how'd she die? Well, yeah. he beat her to death with a leg. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and even with that being said, to hear that possibly, you know, with your own ears or on an EVP that you get recording, that'd be honestly terrifying. You know, to hear someone being blunt, you know, bluntly killed to death, you know, what I mean, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that's it's yeah. It would be a little disconcerting to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is something else. Kara, do you have any other personal experiences up there in Michigan that you've done? You know, like investigations or that you've had while in your own home. Um, I mean, I, I guess the only other. Thing. I mean, I when I've taken my dog out for walks out in the Saginaw area, because that's that's where my mom lives. Um, like I've seen disembodied legs before, or another weird one was that I saw red glowing eyes in the grass, which was very strange. Wow. Um, just kind of kept walking past that one though. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I would too. But I think that yeah, I, I stopped walking him in that particular field after that. Um, but I. The, the only other thing that I really have is I do have something that follows me around and he, so I just, I call him the gray man. Um, because I, I kind of categorize spirits that I see as like good spirits to me are white, black spirit or uh, bad spirits are black. Okay. Um, it's kind of like the aura that they kind of give to me, I guess. Like, I don't know. Um, so then there's, there's my gray man. And he never really deals with me directly. Um, he just kind of hangs out. So, like, if I'm sitting in the living room 
he'll hang out in the hallway kind of. If I'm in my bedroom, he stays in the back of the apartment where he's not very close to me. It's kind of like he's just there and he's just kind of watching. Hmm. Um, and he's, he's been around that I've noticed for the past probably about four or five years. Um, honestly, it probably around the time that I first got pregnant with my son. Um, so I, and what I think it kind of is, is before my mom had me, um, she unfortunately had a miscarriage and it was a, it was a boy and they named him Adam. And so Adam would have been two years older than I am. And so I think that, I don't know, in my brain, and this could be just me like comforting myself. Like maybe I do have my big brother watching over me. Um, but I, I feel like it might be him, either that or it's. Uh, my papa Bert, who is my mom's dad, and he passed away, um, gosh, over over forty years ago. So I never got to meet him. Wow. So, yeah. So it's it's one of the two, and I think they, I think, it's just whoever it is is just hanging around and kind of making sure that I'm okay, that my son's okay, and I think it's just kind of there and. I guess part of the reason why I think it might be my brother Adam that my mom miscarried is because being gray, like it's just very unsure of what it is. Yeah. Hmm. So that's kind of how I see it. But I mean, I I have little things here and there. Like I, there's a bar that I work at that is it's haunted as well. Um, there's a bartender that he had passed away, not in the bar, but he was only 40 years old and he died of a heart attack. And the, that that bar was pretty much his home and he's stuck there and I, I know that because he's told me and you just every once in a while like if you're if you're sitting in the DJ booth area which is right next to the entrance um right around the time that shift change happens at like 6 or 6 30 you just see like a pair of disembodied legs walk in and it's just a pair of black slacks and some non-slip shoes and it's just Joe showing up for a shift <laughs> wow. Hey. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and he he'll he'll come into he'll come into the back every once in a while and mess mess with us, but I mean that's kind of an every once in a while thing, it's not all the time. So <laughs> Hmm. So so Kara, with the you know, the gray energy, the gray spirits, that's kinda of what I take as a neutral energy. Um and going back to that possibly being your brother are you able to see the face really well? No. No, I just know that it's very tall. It's... Okay. It's... Fuck. Step out. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just know that it's very tall. It's it's over six feet tall, which might not be tall to you guys. I don't know. I'm only five foot two. But... Um, we're, we're short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's pretty tall. <laughs> so it's kind of the only thing, and it just gives off a very strong male energy. Okay. Yeah, my next question, which it can't really be answered at this point, but it is going to be if you had any f- photographs that you could look back to your grandfather and compare to what you're experiencing. But being that there's no um, detail... Well, I, I mean, I know, what my, I know what my grandfather looked like. Yeah. Um, I've seen several pictures of him, and he was a very tall man. Um, my mom always described him saying, Daddy was a, was a beanpole. <laughs> so, very tall, very skinny, very lanky. And that's kind of 
I, I mean, my, my two older brothers that are alive, um, they're, one of them average height, he's like 5'9", and then the other one is 5'11". So, I, it's kind of like, I don't know, you, you're either tall or you're not. Yeah. In my family, basically, so... <laughs> That's why I'm kind of unsure. Like, is it my brother? I don't know. Is it my grandpa? Maybe. Either way, I think it's probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be really neat if there was some type of communication from this entity at some point to give you verification or just to kind of give you a hint of, you know, the origin of who they are or what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But from what you've given, I most definitely, I'm, I'm on board with you. It's like a guardian angel, especially considering it was the time of when you were pregnant with your child. And to me, that's just a really awesome confirmation that there are good entities out there that can protect us and be there for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> you know, along with that, guardian angels in the sense, um, it goes back to your original story whenever you were three. Kara, um, did you do anything or did your family have anything to do with the spiritual world, do you think, that could have made you prone to seeing angels or anything? Or was it just something you were gifted with, you believe? Uh, see, nobody nobody else in my family talks about it at all. Um, okay. I know my mom is terrified of it. There was actually one point when I tried telling her, like, I, I stayed with her for a little bit after you know, when I had my son, just to have her help out, and I remember telling her, like, yeah, there's the gray man, and of course, we, we lived in two different possessed houses growing up, and she's not okay with the idea of some unknown entity being in her house, and she immediately turns around and goes, by the blood of Jesus Christ, you are not welcome in my home, <laughs> and I'm like, mom, it's fine, she's like, well, you should have told me about this years ago, and I'm like, but mom, it's fine, <laughs> like, I wouldn't like, tried to get rid of it myself if it was bad you know but um yeah there's there's not really anything else I mean my my brother has had obviously his experiences with with demons but that was something that I it never really stuck with him like he'll talk about it having happened in the past but he doesn't ever say anything about like yeah I've had this happen to me or whatever later on but yeah no, it's, it's, I, I think it's kind of isolated to me, hmm. at least as far as I know. I don't really know my grandma's, so okay. know, maybe they're the <laughs> So it, it seems like the experiences that you guys have had, it was more attached to, like, the home, do you believe, or the property? Um, so the, the first house when I, that, I, that I first started seeing the angels and, and like, my brother would see like some kind of demonic entity at the foot of his bed. That house, I believe whatever was there was attached to the house because it was already there when we moved in. Okay. Um, the house after that, there wasn't anything there. And we lived there for probably like five or six years. And it took a while for anything to really happen. Um... I don't know, because I'm a firm believer in that if you do evil things, evil things will be welcomed. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be going out and, like, casting a spell or using a Ouija board or drawing a pentagram on the ground and, you know, trying to summon something. Um, It can just be because of your actions. You know, you kind of create what is around you. Yeah. And 
my my father was not a very good man he still is not but he's just a little calmer now so i think probably part of his actions and also the idea that the actions that you take in your life may affect the generations ahead of you is kind of a thing um just seeing you know what in the past my family has done because i like i came from a family of you know my mom's 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 side uh we came from a family of prostitutes so it's kind of a thing like when you're when you're doing things that not that aren't necessarily good it just kind of brings that evil into wherever you are and it can fall on your family too yeah yeah like a blood so. stain or a, a bleed through if you will yeah yep yep that's exactly it so I thought about those theories as well, Kara, on that. It's like, I guess you can call it bad juju or, you know, negative energies and whatnot. And I feel like we're all dealt a fair hand, but certain things may happen to you differently than other people. Yeah. Like if you come, mm-hmm. from, if you come from a family of um, a king that killed all of his people and used them as, you know, bait to win more land, you might experience some... Um, trickier things in life but you're given opportunity to better yourself and then things gradually get better and then you could also come from a family that have been you know uh, a plus christians and they donate all the time and they don't force feed on people but if you drift away from that you know and you start force feeding like hey you got to believe in god or you start tricking people into believing in something that they don't want to you welcome in negative energy it's it's all about how you take your hand and how you play it. Yeah. So Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm glad you brought that theory up because not many people really talk about that. No. I mean, uh, unless it's like the team here, <laughs> you know. But, <laughs> but it's nice to have that, that topic out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I don't know. It's one of those things that it, I, I feel like, because I'm a Christian myself, but I, I still believe that whatever energy you put onto the universe is going to come back on you. And if you die and that energy has never go, it's going to find the closest thing to you. Yeah. So. Kind of like a domino effect, if you will. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. you have anything on that, Nate? How do you feel about that theory, personally? I mean, <clears throat> I've had friends that I've known that, you know, they've had a pretty shitty childhood. And they, you know, were very, very horrible, like you know, through grade school into high school and then somehow something clicked in them and they, you know, changed their life around when they hit college and now they're like a completely different person. So I, I kind of feel like, you know, it's like kind of going into another uh, example where, you know, no one in your family went to college, but that one child ends up going to college and somehow now you're like the talk of the town because no one else in your family went. But what changed with you and you know so i i firmly believe that it is possible in many instances where negativity can follow the bloodline yeah it's a cycle yeah 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 it, it sure can be and it's it, it can be tricky especially for people that may not be as open-minded to you know spiritual i guess you can say curses or you yeah. know um negative energy, positive energy. Some people just don't believe in it or they don't want to. And some people can even trick themselves or they try to trick others into believing things that really aren't. And, yeah. You know, again, it's a cycle. Yeah. 
but it's very interesting. So, Kara, moving forward here, um, let's see. So, from age three is your very first experience that you can recall having. Mm-hmm. How long of a gap can you comfortably say did you have no activity at all? And then when did things start coming back into your life with the paranormal? It's just always been there. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't think there's ever really been a gap. It's just... It's just little things like hearing disembodied voices every once in a while or just seeing, you know, like I saw, there was one point where I was driving and I saw a dude looking like he was contemplating suicide on the side of a bridge and then he was suddenly just not there and it wasn't because he jumped. You know, it's things like that that in my head I'm like, maybe something isn't right here. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm schizophrenic or something, but then I'll have (laughs) one of my friends be like, no, this is actually real. Like, I saw that too. You know, so it's it's just little things here and there. I mean, nothing really ever super memorable. Like I have spirits that you know they'll they'll try to communicate with me in one way or another. Like I had one that grabbed my hand one time and was looking at a ring that I had on my finger, and like I could just feel it was like a teenage boy just like holding onto my hand for a second, and it was very strange because like my hand was just like. It wasn't like I stuck my hand into a freezer. It was like I just had where he was holding on to my hand just felt very cold. Hmm. So it was kind of just yeah, I don't know, just just little things like that. It just has always happened. Hmm. And you never think about it, do you, Karen? Like you don't actually think about looking for spirits, or you don't think about something unique happening. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of the times it's not bad. It's really not bad. And, like, I've had my friends tell me, like, oh, I put a candle dealing with that. And I'm like, it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, the only time where I'm not okay with it is if something startles me. And I was like, well, fuck, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're going on this trip again. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) But that's, I mean, that's really it. It's just normal. Well, that's good that you don't have to have that that fear and that tense lifestyle that some people do. You know, some people totally just want to shut it off and they may not know how to or, you know, it just becomes a fearful lifestyle. But for you to be able to take it and just kind of live with it and understand it, it's kind of like a life lesson. And not all of us have mm-hmm. that opportunity to see life in this different perspective, if you will. Yeah. And, and that's really cool that you do. I personally have only seen a quote-unquote spirit or ghost once in my entire time, my nine years of investigating, and that was back in 2012. Other than that, if I've seen anything, it was like a blip out of the corner of my eye, a shadow figure thing that's just super quick, nothing definite. It was that one time in 2012 I saw a woman in white at a mental institution during an investigation. And ah. Yeah, and for um, a quick but very long five seconds I would say I for sure saw something and there were four of us that night and only myself and the investigator to my left I was on the far end on the right hand side and the investigator on my left he saw the same thing I asked him what he saw he started explaining to me what he saw and then I interrupted him and finished what we both saw just to confirm you know I'm not listening to what you're saying I'm not trying to be rude either but I'm going to finish the details just so you know. 
And yeah. the other two investigators that were with us that night, um, I still keep in touch with one of them. They did not see what, what we saw. And I find that very interesting. But that's a long story short. But it, it just goes to show, like, there's some people that may not experience anything. And they might be the ones that have a more difficult time believing in this stuff. And then there's people like me that see something from time to time. And it's like, okay, I believe, but I'm still on that borderline of I need a little bit more. And then there's some people that are a little yeah. bit more fortunate, even if it's not every day or you're not a completely for sure. But like you, Kara, you're able to see these things and you're like, okay, so this is happening more than not, but it's not normal at the same time. So what what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and it's, it's, it's just funny to me, like, when, you know, I'll talk about my stories and be like, yeah, you know, like, I've seen this stuff, it's very real for me, and I got people that are, like, in my head, like, it's hard to wrap my mind around people who don't believe in it, that say they've never seen something or experienced something, I'm just like, how do you get through life? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. Like even even my boyfriend, like I when we first moved in together, um, like I I remember being in the apartment. I walk in like we had just gotten back from buying groceries or something, and I look over in the kitchen and there's a, a shadow darting like it's going down to the basement. I'm like, did you see that? He's like, oh yeah, probably just a car passing by. I'm like, we're on the second floor. <laughs> How does that happen? He's like, well, maybe it's the shadow of us walking in. I'm like, that is not on the right side of the wall. <laughs> like, you can't deny that. He's like, well, it's always happened. I'm like, oh, so maybe you have seen something. You just don't want to admit it. Or when we were up um, by sleeping... Uh, yeah, sitting where he ends up in Empire, Michigan, by Traverse City. Like, I, there was a light that was turning on. It was, it was on a sensor. It wasn't on a switch. And it wasn't on a timer. It was on a sensor. Somebody was in there having a... Uh, or, I was, or I was outside having a cigarette and look in there. And it's like somebody was in there. But there wasn't actually anybody. And my cigarette fell out and just, like, went back inside to my boyfriend. He's like, oh, well... It's probably just on a timer or something. I'm like, why would they have the timer set at 12.32 in the morning? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. So the next night he came out with me, and I'm standing by the road. Because I just did not want to be anywhere near. I'm like, oh, there's bad juju right there. I'm not doing this. And he is standing up there on the porch, chilling. Just like, see, look, babe, there's nothing wrong. And it turns out, I'm like, Really? Like, the light just turned on. Like, how are you going to... He, like, walks over and is, like, staring in the mirror. Or staring in the staring in the window. And he looks at me and he goes, there's nothing in there. It's probably just on a sensor. And I'm like, it's on a sensor? Who triggered it? Like, you are nowhere near the entrance of that room. So the next morning, got up, went to breakfast, and talked to the owner of the bed and breakfast. And she's like, yeah, you're not the first person that said anything about that. Um... She's like, yeah, no, it's on, it's on a sensor. And of course, my boyfriend's sitting there after she walks away. He looks so smug, like, see, I told you it was on a sensor. I'm like, who turned it on then? <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> I don't know. He, he just, I mean, he's at the point now where he kind of, like, thinks it might be real. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. I just haven't seen enough evidence yet. I'm just not sure if I really believe it. And I'm like, dude, you've literally been next to me twice. And you still don't believe it. So it's like, I don't know. When I run across people like that, I just get so confused. And I'm just like, how? 
I like it's I don't know. How do you not just like know this little things like that and just be able to like I don't know, just write it off like it's nothing. <laughs> do you think that he's more would you consider him more skeptical? right now than he had been before like he just didn't believe it um, well i think i think he was just kind of like happy living his life yeah not thinking about there being ghosts you know or like anything like that i mean that make yeah that makes sense yeah and of course now he's dating me so and and it's it's been two years so i'm like there's no way you can deny that like i'm seeing things Especially yeah. when you're seeing them with me. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he's still pretty unsure about it. He would just rather exist like that doesn't exist. Just go about his life daily and just be fine. Because, he, I mean, he's a businessman, so he just kind of focuses on everything else. He doesn't have time to think about ghosts. Until know? something happens, so. and then he'll be like, okay. <laughs> right. Now I, I believe. Like waiting for that moment. Like, yeah. if you, like, if you're living with me and nothing happens i'm gonna be shocked like <laughs> but <laughs> even even my roommate right now like he's just like no there's there's something there it's not right <laughs> <laughs> well like we tell our investigator ryan he's not with us tonight kara but he's our big time skeptic mm-hmm. it's like no matter how many things that are done or heard or seen I think the only thing that will get him to believe is when he's picked up like five feet off the ground by an invisible force and shaken up a little bit. Yeah. He probably, he probably still won't right. believe. Yeah. <laughs> he probably won't. I mean, no. It's like, it's like even if like something grabs their arm, they're like, wow, it's literally really cold over here. I'm just going to move where it's warmer. Yeah. Exactly. Like, okay. Good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I just wish spirits were strong enough and willing enough to just pick people up and just give them a little shake and then gently lay them down and be like, now think about what just happened. Yeah, exactly. Explain it to me. <laughs> yeah. Explain it to me logically and don't say anything about magnetisms because if that was the case, that would happen a lot more than just once every hundred years in your life. <laughs> right, because you're like, um, how much metal have you eaten today? Are you okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah, some people and their logic is, is very interesting and Again, we're very open care to everybody. You know, we've had all sorts of different religions on our team. We've had atheists on our team, um, a Luciferist, uh, Satanist, every sort of different type of person. And we say this a lot, all the time. We welcome everyone because we feel like everybody's opinions and beliefs is like a piece to a big puzzle that we're all trying to learn, that we're all trying to figure out. Right. And as long as we don't have ill intent Everybody is welcome to work with our team. Everyone's welcome to, you know, talk with us, give us input. Because ultimately, I think we're all kind of searching for the, the same thing. And that is, what is life and what happens after? Yeah. You know? Yep. And I hate saying this, but it goes into my last question. Um, I see that we're coming up on an hour here. So before mm-hmm. we wrap this up, I would like to ask you the ultimate question of the night. And I'd like Nate to chime in too, of course, you know, and um, everybody kind of speak their mind. What do you feel personally, Kara, on the afterlife? What happens when we pass away? Do you feel like there is the heaven and the hell, the classic theories? Do you feel like we have a free roam type thing where we can walk around the, the earth? Do you feel like there's another earth? What do you think? Um, so I, I'm a Christian, 
So I, you know, I, I believe that yes, there's a heaven and there's a hell. But I think that it goes a little bit beyond that. Um, just because I have seen spirits that are related to people that I know. You know, like like seeing my friend Dave just pop up out of nowhere and then seeing Jim a little while later. So I, I kind of feel like we have the option to hang around Earth for a while or sometimes there are traumatic things that will keep us here. Um, because sometimes maybe people just don't know that they're dead and they're just not able to leave because they don't know. Yeah. You know, so I feel like ultimately there is a resting place for people who are good and people who are bad, but... I think that people just get stuck sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It, it comes into possible confusion or, you know, just not knowing or accepting that there is another place that they can travel to or, you know, exist. And sometimes it's more of, in my opinion, it may be more of a comfort thing. You know, the, the house yeah. that they used to live in or the sound of a piano that used to be played by their dad or... Uh, a sewing machine that their mom used to use it is something that keeps them there but yeah yep. that, it's a very interesting theory and for you to experience the things that you have that to me is substantial evidence in the sense that we might be able to choose to stay here or we might get locked here for a certain reason and yeah it's just really interesting well what about you nate <sighs> <laughs> so i was actually um i was actually uh born well i was baptized catholic but um at one point um during my life i was uh, episcopalian and then somehow got roped into pentecostal church oh lord and that did not go very well i i i guess i was more so into like the happiness part of it and not so much the people yeah because mm -hmm. then things changed and you know it was not like there was a lot of judgment happening and not a lot of like you know I, I don't know. It's just there was a lot of negativity happening with like judging other people and instead of kind of looking at yourself and realizing like, you know, we are all not necessarily good people. Like, I mean, I it, yeah. it, it just it, it made me think a lot about like how I treat other people and like how to respect other people. So I'm more agnostic now. Um, because I really don't know what I believe. Um, I definitely do not believe in anything negative, um, or, you know, any of that. Cause I, 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 I definitely believe that like people make mistakes and people, you know, sometimes just have a really shitty hand, you know, handed to them and get stuck in very bad situations and sometimes don't have a choice and, you know, things that they may have done. And I do realize, like, a lot of people do have choices in what they've done. But I ultimately do believe that, you know, there's something out there that you are rewarded. But I don't, I don't look at it as the way that I was taught because it was so 
I don't know. It was a, it was very backwards thinking that you had to do A, B, C, D, and E, and that was it. And it's like, you know, what I was taught and is that, you know, Jesus is a, a good person and that this person made you the, re, the, the way that they, the way that he made you. And it's, I've just had a lot of like, a lot of experience, I guess, like in different, you know, churches. So it's like, it's really hard to believe something right now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, I don't know. It, I could go on and on about it, but it, it's more about like, you know, treating other people with respect and, and being open-minded that, you know, everyone, you know, we're all here for a reason. And, you know, when you start judging other people, but then you're, you know, you're, you're, you're going to a church that they're judging themselves. It's just like, I don't, I kind of feel like that's like the opposite of what you're supposed to be teaching. I guess. I don't know. It's right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that too, Nate. And, you know, to, to tell everyone here that's listening, it's that's kind of why I consider myself a spiritualist now. I was raised Christian, but I kind of jumped out of going to church by the time I was 10. It just became something that wasn't really important, I guess. Not necessarily that God or, you know, the positive energies wasn't important to, to my family. It's just something that we couldn't put into our lives at the time so it became something faint in my life and I really didn't rekindle with what who and what I consider God until I was 18 21 comfortably and it was just something that I had to reconnect with but I don't like to follow a specific religion personally and I've said this time and time again and what Nate just said is prime example of why I don't like to follow a single church or a single book or a religion especially it's because it's man-made and what does man yeah. do what is man good at lying well it's <laughs> i just felt like a lot of yeah, yeah I, and it's not that you know that there's too. i i i guess i look at it like a lot of what was told to me was the opposite of what i learned yeah so you know when you tell me okay this person you know did this and they're automatically going to hell. It's like, I don't necessarily believe that because I feel like everyone makes mistakes in their lives. And it's oh. like, you can't, how, how do you, I, I guess it's like, we're meant to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you're not, I mean, otherwise we, the, we wouldn't have, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> you have free will otherwise. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I just, I would always question, like, what was being told to me because it was just complete opposite and, you know, I just didn't, to me, that just didn't seem very positive and, like, a place that I wanted to be because I was like, well, that, that's, you just contradicted yourself. Yeah. Like, why are you telling me this and then, like, that doesn't make sense. So... Yeah, and that's the thing about yeah. men, you know, is I've, I've seen that in churches, I've seen that in schools, and that's why I've kind of taken myself away from that. And quite frankly, my belief, my follow, my worship with God is honestly from experiences. And a big thank you goes out to the paranormal, believe it or not. If, <laughs> if I didn't start paranormal investigating with the people that I met throughout high school and I didn't get into what is known as ghost hunting, 
there's no way I'd, I don't feel comfortable enough to say I would be where I'm at with God right now because I have seen some shit to, to put it blunt and um, there there was no other way and there's no other explanation of how I experienced it and how I got through it without there being some type of higher power some type of positive energy because it's not like I could go to the local gun store and get a ghost gun or a demon gun and just blast whatever was around me away. It doesn't work. <laughs> Sadly, it doesn't work. Exactly, right? <laughs> Sadly, it does not work like Supernatural, the TV show, or Ghostbusters. It, yeah. we're, we're not there yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's where I personally feel comfortable to share my experiences with people about God and angels and positivity because... The things I'm talking about aren't from a book I've not personally experienced. They're experiences that, that I've lived. And that's kind of where I go with that. But I totally do agree with you, Nate, that um, when it comes to religion and, and man, they can be hypocritical. And you, you got to be careful who you, who you talk with and follow because sometimes people are out to get you. And, and Kara, how do you feel about this discussion? I honestly, most Christians that you, well, I wouldn't say most Christians, but I would say the vast majority of Christians that you actually supposed to are kind of pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, that's not how it's supposed to happen. Like, you're an actual Christian. Like, you shouldn't be so judgmental on others. Yeah. You know, like, it's just because somebody believes differently of you doesn't mean that they're a terrible person. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes people do do terrible things. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, like, I'll get, I'll get people that talk about, you know, things like that in such a poor light, and they'll find out that I'm a Christian, they're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm like, nah, dude, like, I, honestly, like, I was born and raised Baptist, I fell away from the faith, and I recently just came back to it in the past year, because I didn't want to be kind of paired up with this group of people that are just judged so vehemently. Well, you, you found your own way, that, that's... Yeah. That's that's the important part about it is that you you got to you got to learn it yourself and not have it, you know, forced fed to you basically. Right, yeah. Plus at the same time I just can't really deny my belief in Christianity, my belief in God, just because I have seen demons and I have seen angels, so it's like, okay. Yeah. Alright, that's there. That's yeah. real. <laughs> Yeah, Kara, I can't agree more with you on that because it's like, my motto is evidence is everything. And mm -hmm. experience kind of ties in with that too. You know, when you experience something, regardless if you're by yourself or in a group of people, with a group of people, it's, it's something you just can't look at differently. It's not yeah. like you were 10 minutes ago before it happened. Yeah. It's happened right. and now you got to move on forward with a whole new perspective and it can change it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Well, Kara, we wanted to thank you once again so very much for coming onto the podcast and sharing your stories with us and your experiences and your beliefs and taking the time just to hang out with us. It was a wonderful time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This was fun. So most definitely, we want to get you back on the podcast. And if there's anyone out there that wants to talk to you about the paranormal or speak to you about the paranormal, is there any outlets that you have for them or are you pretty private? Um, no, I mean, if somebody wanted to find me, I, I'm on Instagram at Kara underscore colors. Um, and I guess I can, I can shoot you guys my information too, and you can have people find me that way. But, um, yeah, no, it's not that I'm private. I'm just 
People just don't look for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Absolutely. No, w when it comes to uh, solo workers or, you know, people that aren't in like a straight up paranormal investigation, we just want to make sure that we give them the opportunity to shoot out the outlets or if they don't want to, that's fine too. But when it, yeah. comes, when it comes to the paranormal world, para-unity is a big thing for us. So if we can connect more people, you know, even if there's someone in local Michigan that may not know about you, but they now do they can ask for some help or advice and not have to deal with whatever terrors that they got. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. At least have something to kind of make sense about it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, we have to get you back on the podcast for sure. And even if we don't have stories to swap, maybe we can find a nice topic to cover for an hour because that's not hard when it comes to the paranormal. <laughs> Honestly, it's not hard at all. <laughs> yeah, this this past hour has just flown by and it has been a fantastic time. We hope you had a good time yourself. Yeah, most definitely. This was, yeah, I didn't even notice that it had been an hour, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Carrie, you have a wonderful day, and thank you once again, and we look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys, there's another awesome podcast in the bag. I truly believe I can speak for myself and Nate here when I say just that. It was an awesome podcast. Kara, shout out to you once again. Thank you so much for sharing your stories, beliefs, and bringing a fresh viewpoint to the paranormal for us. It's always nice to talk to someone new and get their opinion on things. We're looking forward to speaking with you in the future, talking more paranormal topics, and seeing what else we can lay out on the table. For anyone out there, whether you're in the Michigan area, surrounding states, or anywhere in the world, if you want to reach Kara and talk about the paranormal or get some advice, check her out on Instagram. She'll be more than happy to reach back out to you. And for anyone else wanting to reach out to PILT Paranormal, go ahead and go to Google, type in that name, just that, PILT Paranormal. You'll find all of our outlets, our website, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, podcast, everything. If you want to get on as a guest, if you have a suggestion, a question, comment, concern, anything, be sure to shoot us an email and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Well, it seems like it's about that time to go ahead and wrap up the podcast. The most sad part of any podcast. But we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in once again. And be sure to tune in next time. And until that time, stay frosty. <laughs>